This is episode 146 of Bella in Your Business. Do you feel like your business is going around on a merry-go-round? Well, I've got news for you. This episode is sponsored by my incredible webinar series called Jump and Scale. It gets you off that merry-go-round and up to the next level in your business. It's called Jump and Scale, and it's free for you right now. Just go ahead and sign up at jumpconsulting.net forward slash scale. You will learn how to grow your business, increase your staff, and not be held hostage to your business. So go ahead, sign up for free. That's jumpconsulting.net net forward slash scale. I'll see you inside. Welcome to Bella in your business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Welcome everybody to Bella in your business. Today, I've got a really special podcast for you today. We've got three incredible pet sitters who the story started in one of our groups about lockboxes. And, you know, it's a topic that isn't talked about a lot, let alone on a podcast or on a blog or anything like that. Yet it's a question that comes up monthly. I think in just about every single Facebook group that we're in. So today I've got Natasha with Walk with Renzo and Ruby in D.C. I've got Dana Strickland from Peaceful Pets Pet Sitting Services in Sacramento. And I've also got Tiffany Lewis from Home and Pet in Maryland, but I was hearing in our pre-production that she doesn't actually live there and she remotely works, which is cool. Welcome, everybody. Thank you. I want to go around the room really quick so you all can introduce yourself and fill in the gaps. We'll start with Natasha, then Tiffany, then Dana, and then we'll get into our topic, lockboxes. So I'm Natasha. I'm the owner of Walk with Renzo and Ruby. We've been in service for four years now, and through lockboxes, We've literally been hands off on the business, and I'm really excited to go over this topic with you guys. Woohoo! Awesome. Thanks for being here, Natasha, and agreeing to come on with us. Tiffany, how about you? Hey, I am Tiffany Lewis, owner of Pet and Home Care. I started the company back in 1999 as a teenager Whoa. in Potomac, Maryland. <laughs> and we started Lockboxes uh, about 10 years ago, and it's definitely been a game changer. So we have a real pioneer in the Lockbox <laughs> section of pet sitting. I love it. And Dana. Yeah, so I'm Dana, and we have Peaceful Pets. We're in Sacramento, California, and I started our business in 2005. I think I'm probably the newest to using the Lockboxes. Like, we just switched over to doing that probably about eight months ago. Yeah, about 70% of our clients are using it now, and it's been Really, it's been awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. I love the fact that we have such a variety of time that you all have used it because I know that our listeners will really connect with each one of you. So Tiffany said it's been 10 years. Dana said she just started. Natasha, how long have you been using them for? Four years. Four years. Okay. That is amazing, you guys. And anyone can take this question and we'll just go around Robin. But I'm wondering, is it 100% through your company or is it only certain people? How do you present this and get your clients on board with it? I'll take this if you want. Yeah, Tiffany, go on. Sure. So, you know, we started off not using them. And as the years went on, it just started becoming a big headache, juggling all the keys, organizing them, having the sitters come pick them up every morning, drop them off every night, and making sure the sitters who had the jobs had the keys they needed. So about 10 years in, it's actually my grandfather's idea. Thank you, Papa. He said, why don't you try lockboxes? Oh, the customers won't like that. And I'm like, maybe they will. So we started putting it out there. We started just suggesting it and 
letting people know it'll really help us, you know, eliminate a lot of drag time and also help with last minute bookings. We get so many people booking us the day of or needing us the morning and just telling us the night before. So it was a real struggle getting the key to the sitter on time. So we started asking and people were very receptive. So at first we bought them in bulk and we would charge the customer the price for the lockbox and we'd get reimbursed for it. And then that started becoming really difficult. So as the years went on, we just said, look, we highly suggest you use a lockbox. Here's the types that you can buy. Buy it. Let us know where you put it. Tell us the code. And it's so much easier to get set up, especially with new clients. And the new clients love it. The old clients can be a little stubborn, but... If you start the process early, customers don't seem to mind at all. And it's also great for them to have a key on site if they get locked out or have someone else come into the home. I think that's a really good point that you make, Tiffany. It's all about creating those expectations with the clients and letting them know, hey, this is the rules of the game and this is why. And also getting excited and getting them on board. Natasha, how many of your people are using them, your clients? So we are big on apartments. So we have about 40% lockbox but we are free of keys. So it's either concierge or lockbox, either one. And then also, if the concierge goes to lunch or gets packages or, like, goes on idle mode, we're like, hey, we tend to arrive often and we got to switch you over. So it's part of our policy and our contract. So we haven't had issues. I started using it right out the gate when I had five keys in my hand, and I was like, what the heck? I don't want this. As soon as I had like five clients, I was like, whoa, whoa, too many keys. And we immediately stuck it on and bought a logo for the box. Um, That's a good idea. Yeah, I do it completely separate from Tiffany because I purchased the boxes. I own them and I manage them just for security purposes and liability to our company. You know, I come from automotive background where I know theft happens with friends and family. So I don't want the cleaner taking the key. I don't want the dog friend taking the key or the nanny taking the key. I know who was the last person on the box at all times because we operate, own, and manage them. That is interesting. Okay, Dana, I'm going to slide it over to you. Why did you decide to start doing the lockboxes and about how many of your clients are on them now? So we decided to switch just because of the same thing. Like we had our office out of our home and after we've got like 10 to 12 employees at any given time, just like the fact that they'd have to always come in and pick up the keys and drop them off. Like it was just like, you know, we needed to have personal time like away from work. And then we decided to move kind of out of our central location and didn't think it was fair to require the staff to make that drive to get keys if they needed to. So we were kind of like, okay, what are we going to do? <laughs> you know, we need to like switch something up. And so we just decided lockboxes were a good idea. And then also as far as if you have staff that you have to terminate, they don't physically hold on to those keys anymore because it's always left at the client's house. So you kind of get out of that, like, we need to make sure we get all the keys back from our staff, you know, kind of. I love how you guys are blowing the lid all the different ways to do it, because I think that one of the common misconceptions when you see these posts in Facebook groups, it's do you use lockboxes and everyone uses them the same way. So I think this is really cool comparing and contrasting how and why you guys use them all. Tell me, have you had any problems? I kind of feel like for my DC and Maryland girls here that do they ever freeze? Yes, sure do. (laughs) How do you work through that, Tiffany? Well, we've given sitters the little mini cans of an antifreeze spray and it does get the ice off, a de-icer. We haven't given those out recently. I probably should reorder before the winter, but those seem to work. And I think also they just kind of 
rub it in their hand for a minute, you know, kind of melts it off. Usually it's, if you fiddle with it for a minute, it does release, but that's definitely our biggest challenge in the winter is a lockbox freezing up and you're already on a tight schedule. It's like, come on, I need to open yeah. you. <laughs> so that must be part of your training program then. It huh? is. Like, yeah. How to like maneuver issues with lockboxes. Sure thing. Uh, Natasha, what about you? Have you experienced any problems with them? So ours don't typically freeze. I think it's like where we placed them, like closest to the house <laughs> for as much installation as we can or closest to the apartment. But when they do kind of get like stuck, probably like what Tiffany was saying, we just like blow our breath on it. <laughs> it opens. Wow. We're like giving it a little heat from your yeah. breath, and then it kind of opens. The next piece is really like the leaves, so water and leaves can get inside. So a little trick is to put it face down if you can, so when the water hits it, it rains on it and not inside. Uh-huh. That that kind of weather can kind of make the door stick. Dana, I know you're in beautiful Sacramento, but have you ever had any problems with them yet that you've had to overcome? The only issues that we've had so far is our clients do get the codes so that they can bring the lockboxes inside if they don't want it to remain on the house um, uh-huh. in their home. We've had one client forget to put it back out for us. And we've also had a staff member accidentally pocket the key and forget to put it back in the lockbox so it wasn't there for the next sitter. But, I mean, those are just little things that you have to problem solve and figure out. I bet one fee of he's not in there, like some sort of a missing key fee, it's the client's fault, fixes that problem fast. Yeah. (laughs) Or just the fact that it's like, oh, we can't see your pet then, sorry. (laughs) Right, right. Wow. So what would be your best advice, you guys who have been using them for so long? What would be your best piece of advice for someone listening right now thinking, I want to do lockboxes, but I'm afraid of all the what ifs and the fears of it. Tiffany, we'll start with you, Natasha, then Dana. I'd say just get over the fear and just understand that there'll be some headaches involved as you figure it out. But the most important thing is to have policies in place for the customers, for your employees, and rules to really follow for the fitters. Because there still can be problems, like was mentioned, you know, a lockout can still occur. But we have a strict policy. Once you unlock that door, do not bring that key inside the house. Or do not bring it on the wall because that's the easiest way to get locked out or lose that key. So it's all about policies and having those procedures and trainings in place. And, you know, once you kind of start testing the waters, you'll find it's so easy and great not to have the sitters to always be coming back to get keys. Unfortunately, we don't have all of our customers keyless. So there are times where sitters need to pick up a key. But majority of the day, they just start their day from their house, go straight to their first client. And it just really helps eliminate excess drive time and save money on gas. So just try it. Just do it. Start early. So the customer Start early. <laughs> it sounds like, you know, you're training up a toddler or something. You're like, start him early on good food. <laughs> Natasha, what do you think? So my best piece of advice is have a process, like Tiffany was saying, know how you want to service the client and put it in writing. And so our lockboxes is part of our company. It's part of how we do things. And so it's on our service agreement, black and white. It's about a paragraph. And same as Dana was saying, if the key's not in the lockbox or or if the lockbox gets cut off, we charge you a fee to replace our box. If you forgot to put the key in, which we don't have that because our policy is so strict, we actually give the client a valet code if they want to use it. So at 5 o'clock, they can contact us before we close, and we'll change the code over. So that's really good, guys, to know. You can change these lockboxes codes on the spot. So if a client's like, hey, I have a boyfriend coming over tonight. Can I get the code or can I get my key? I say, sure, I'm going to go ahead and change it to the code you want. 
And then when my walker comes back tomorrow, we'll go ahead and change it back to our code. So we always know who has hands on because that's the last person with the box. Also for me, since I do a lot of apartments, the landlord will threaten to cut it off. And so that means no key. And I also say in my contract, if the key is cut off, we're charging you 30 bucks. And you pay for the first day's fee. And they're like, okay, we get it. And sometimes they'll contact us and say, hey, the landlord saw the box, saw your logo, you know, come get it. And I say, great, we'll move it to someone else's house. It's not a big deal. You service tons of clients. You can probably put the box in someone else's house also. They don't care. And we also share. So if you are trying to penny pinch a little bit and you don't want to buy, you know, 60 boxes, you can buy the larger master boxes and just put up to five keys in one box, you know, especially if you're pack walking, you're going to go, or if your clients live close in the neighborhood, you can just use one. But the main thing is just know how you want to do it. If you want to charge or if you want to pay for them. So there's just no confusion. That's really interesting. Dina, what's your best advice to our listeners? I would say just do it. And it's the same, like we have it in our contract as well. One of the things that we learned from you was you could give clients options, but just make them the options that you're willing to do. And so when you read that, it's like they can either buy their own lockbox and install it and give us the code, or they can purchase one from us. We say it's a deposit, you know, so if they ever move or we have to terminate service, like we'll take the lockbox back, give them that deposit as long as it still works. But yeah, basically it's just, it's in the contract. So any new client, when they see it, it's like they know that's the route that they have to go with our company. Okay, ladies, I have a question for you that I didn't necessarily prepare you for, but I don't think it's going to be hard to answer, right? So I'm listening to you all, and I never used lockboxes in my own company when I had it for 14 years. And the only lockbox I've ever actually touched or used was to open up my Airbnbs. So (laughs) the ones that I rent. So it sounds like Natasha has like an electronic one where she like can sit there and send coats to it. But I didn't even know those existed. So what kind of lock, like... Tiffany, do you have lock boxes that's just like push buttons or like yeah. what are these different kind of lock boxes about? Tell me specifically about each one of your boxes. And I'm going to start with Dana this time and then sure. Tiffany, then Natasha. I know. I'm interested to find out what Natasha uses because that sounds awesome. But yeah, the ones that we have, you could fit up to five keys in it as well or even like a key fob. But it's just like a four digit kind of rolly code. Uh-huh. So like we have had issues when it rained, like the numbers would get jammed. So that was a good idea to like flip it upside down so then the rain doesn't get to it. But I've also seen some that have like covers that will flip back up over the numbers. But yeah, ours is just like a combination system. That's so cool. And Dana, so you know, that one you can change the code instantly. Yep, absolutely, yeah. But you have to be there. Like, is yours electronic? No, no, no. So whoever okay. was the last person on the house and say, hey, this client wants the key later on, go ahead and when you're done, switch it to the valet code for them and then head out. So you just do it. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we I'm confused. Backtrack on that. Yours are not electronic, Natasha? No, they're the regular master. So I brought one for you guys, if you can see. Ooh. <laughs> this has our logo in the front. You can buy these stickers at Sticker Mew. I love that. Yep. Sticker meals awesome. But they all have like a three-digit code or we use a four-digit code once and you can just open the box up, turn the lever down and just switch the code right on the spot. Mm-hmm. So once the walker or sitter comes and you know the client wants to get their key later on, you just move it to whatever code you want to give them and then they'll have the code from when you leave. So then when you come back, you can just switch it over again. So when you say like you were switching it over when that client like say, for example, wanted her boyfriend to get it. You're actually having the client do that, but then the client is the one switching it back to your code? No, we switch it while we're there. So we go to the house, take care of the dog, 
before we leave, we switch the code to what they want and then lock the box. The box is now on their code. So the client's using their code. But when we come back, we put the client's code and switch it back to our code. I get it. Okay, I'm so glad we cleared that up because the way you were describing it, I was like, you're sending laser beams. No, I was like, that's my neck. No, there's a little lever inside where you can just keep flicking the code, keep changing it. We change them all the time. You guys have given so many awesome tips. I would love to like create like a 10 top tips for lock codes. Like I feel like people would love that. If you're listening right now on Facebook live, if you're interested in that, Charlene says stickers from where it's sticker mule M U L E sticker mule is awesome. I actually got my always keep jumping stickers from there. (laughs) Jennifer says, I wonder if there are electronic boxes. They probably are Jennifer, but they're probably expensive. I would imagine. Right. Yeah. What other final thoughts do you ladies have on the topic of lockboxes that, you know, was kind of an aha moment for you or something you didn't realize about it? Or tell me how your staff was able to adopt this. Um, Do they have troubles with it or is it easy because of the systems and processes? Any kickback from staff on it? Mine love it. it. Yeah. (laughs) So on the alternative, it actually is an employee happiness thing to do because then they don't have to probably stress out about losing keys or grabbing keys or leaving them in their car or do I have the key with me or even carrying all their keys every day you know we have some pet sitters could have 15 dogs a day and they'd be carrying around a big ring of keys and it's right that's cool and especially when we're looking at scaling our businesses and going smoother it's one less thing for you to get written up about or fret about like oh my gosh I lost the key where is it and then the client's like what do you mean you lost my key so guys this has been a real eye-opening discussion and I hope that we can continue to talk about it more in the groups I have a couple points to add if you want yes I'm sorry I'm sorry go on so we do things a little different like I said our customers have control of the key it's their lockbox they can change the code whenever they want but one thing that we do really try to encourage is still having a copy of their key on file because there still can be problems. A sitter can still get locked out or a client may forget to put it out. So having that backup key has definitely been a lifesaver on many occasions where a customer was out of town and we needed to get in and for whatever reason we couldn't. So having that backup key, I still think is something really to consider, even though it adds to storage and security, but we find it's really worth it. With a one-word answer from each one of you, one at a time, will you not service a client if they don't do a lockbox? No, we still do. So no from Natasha, no from Dana. Yes. And a yes. No, we, would, we still would. Like, we have apartment complexes that we can't have lockboxes on, and we have clients that just aren't comfortable with it. In that case, then we do make them give us three copies of their keys so we can have two out with the sitters and one at the office. Yeah. That's awesome. That's very, very awesome. I love how the cookie crumbles all different ways, ladies. I think that's the biggest takeaway today, that there's many different ways the cookie crumbles. <laughs> Thanks for being here on another episode of Bella in Your Business. If you guys liked this episode, go ahead and reach out to the ladies, Natasha, Dana, or Tiffany, and let them know that you really appreciated their time and courage to come on with me. <laughs> I appreciate you, ladies. And remember, when life gets you down, always keep jumping. Thanks for jumping with Bella in your business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.